Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Welcome to the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. It's Saturday, September 28th, 2013. Happy to be here in beautiful Pasadena, California. I am joined by two of my four sisters. Liz Dolan is in Santa Monica, California today. Liz, how are you? I am very happy to be here and uh, that the three of us could uh, make this happen today. Well, fingers crossed it's going to stay three. (laughs) Sheila Dolan uh, tried to get away with one, but we caught her. She was doing the show while driving on a freeway in California. (laughs) And she said, do I sound okay? I said, well, it sounds like there's a freeway going on. (laughs) So she's pulled over on the side of the road. Uh, we were going to wait and hear Sheila's story about dating a younger man till the end of the show. But uh, uh-huh. now the Puffy Letters is in a sketchy situation. Uh, Sheila, welcome to the show. It's almost your birthday and you have some good birthday news. I have some great birthday news. Thank you for being patient with me. Uh, the reason I started well, the 40 podcast. something years. Uh, 40, 40 something years. <laughs> We've learned. I, uh, I was actually on my way to pick up uh, my my guy. So he, he is actually without a car right now. So uh-huh. I'm tr- I'm trying to multitask. Yeah. So which is I, which is of course extremely unsafe. So we do not want to recommend that to listeners or listeners' children who are listening. But okay. We'll we'll, okay, so we'll let's back up a bit. Let's back up. Let's back up two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Because two weeks ago um, I was introduced to a, a young gentleman through a friend and we are officially seeing each other. Oh, uh, so yes. thank you so much. And, you know, I use the word seeing because uh, the categories when you're with someone younger are very fluid. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. it is not necessarily dating, <laughs> but, but, but you are seeing each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important distinction because, uh, I mean, if I had been if if I was seeing a man my own age we would be called we would be dating right people yeah well the word so you're saying the words would be different is the behavior any different oh yeah the the behavior is totally different so I want to run down some some refreshing changes and some observations that I've made okay all right so basically uh seeing a younger man well younger men are very in the moment (laughs) they uh, because I think because they have very few responsibilities. Well, how old is this guy? Like 18? I mean, what? Well, okay. Uh, well, I just did uh, front-end estimation with my class. So I'll give you... So basically, he's older than my daughter, but younger than me. Okay. <laughs> and your daughter is 30? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, you can take that as as, as you want. Okay. But so he's, he's... he is... I, I ran the age by Julie, by the way. I'm not going to reveal it to you guys because you might have a harsher treatment of me. But in the words of our big sister, Julie, he is a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's all that really matters. I don't. 
yeah, I don't I know what front end front end <laughs> estimation is, so I'm not sure it needs to be any more complicated than that. So, as I was saying, in the moment, I mean, younger men have less responsibilities and commitments. So when they're with you, they're really with you. It's nice. They're not really thinking about mortgage payments or, you know, closing a deal. Because he doesn't have any of that going on in his life? Right. So you're just, you feel like they're really paying attention to you, which is a really, really nice change. Uh-huh. I mean, they might be thinking like hot or ice, you know, should I get, uh, yeah, that's yeah. way, should I, yeah, yeah. And they're like, should I mute my phone or just turn the sound down when I'm with her? So it's just, it's just a difference. It's just, you feel like they're totally present for you, which, which woman, you know, what woman doesn't like that? Right. Right. Okay. Good. All right. So, so, um, secondly, they compliment you a lot. Uh, which is great because they they have no filter. I mean, they just <laughs> so when it comes to social interactions, they, you know, I like your shirt. You know, I like your hair. I, I, I like your car. You know, because I don't have one right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hold but, too much stock in that compliment, frankly. <laughs> I like your car uh, versus the bus is what he's saying there. But okay. <laughs> And I think finally, uh, what's really different for me is just this whole idea of hanging out. So hanging out can be anything from Starbucks to, to the symphony where we're going on my birthday, by the way. So, uh, you know, my new friend, I don't know what to call him, has bought tickets to, for my birthday to the symphony. And, and that general category is just very open-ended. Uh-huh. And yeah. so everything is hanging out, uh, which I don't know if you was. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Well, it was no, really can. rough. So just move on to the next thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't even know where we need to go back. But so you're going out for your birthday. You're hanging out. It's a loose term. That could mean anything. And right. Here's, and, the, and here's always the key, though. Just because he is loose, can you stay loose? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm loosening up a lot, Leanne. Okay. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's good for me because yeah. basically I haven't really had any anything happening in my life. And I, I mean, I you know, I just have my routine, work, uh-huh. uh, eating and sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> the three pronged. <laughs> well, swimming, swimming is one of your prongs, too, right? Well, that, I, that is, I have to get back to that because I've been, since I've been hanging out with this younger man, I haven't really been, I mean, again, I have to leave big, uh, you rightly, and I need to have a good boundaries. Oh, no. Now we're losing you again. All right. Well, it appears we lost, lost Sheila on the side of the freeway. The, uh, the mobile unit wasn't really fully operational today. I think if she had been parked in front of her normal um penguins froyo shop that's where it works the best but she was on the move and uh that's a sketchy setup Uh, yeah we needed to harness the power of penguins but uh we wish her luck i can tell her i do have a a birthday present for her that i'm going to drop off for her later because i'm headed to dallas tomorrow so um but her birthday is tomorrow and it sounds like she has plans so at least we're off the hook for her birthday Which is good because neither one of us are going to be here. Yes, uh, right. Not I'm available. going to Dallas. More information on the Big Satellite Sisters Dallas meetup at the end of the show. But Liz, where aren't you going somewhere? 
Oh my God, Leon. I'm going to what has now taken up all of the space in my brain that is under the category of worst meeting ever. Okay. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing today. And you will understand. I think it would be the worst meeting ever for a lot of people. But when you hear the detail that I need to share, you'll understand my sense of dread. So I'm actually leaving tonight for Germany. Okay. I have. I have. And that's not the bad part of it. Uh, going to Munich, which was which is a lively, lovely city. I believe you've been to Munich, Leon. Several times. I love yes. Munich. It is yes. beautiful. I love Germany. I love Germans, uh, and uh, Munich is lovely. Okay, so I'm I'm going to Munich. I need to be there Monday and Tuesday for work. Uh, it is part of what I work on. You know, I work on the National Geographic channels. I work on entertainment channels, but I also work on sports channels. Anything outside the United States that is called Fox Sports, I work on that too as head of marketing for that. So the meeting Monday and Tuesday is all the people that work on Fox Sports from around the world meeting in Munich to share and discuss but munich and this particular date was picked because of course it is oktoberfest right now oh my gosh okay so i always thought you were going to go back to like the olympic heritage but no you're going oh gosh no you okay so now you already see what's happening so you're so you're you're with all the sports people in munich during oktoberfest which could potentially be fun right and you're thinking you're thinking okay touch of oktoberfest his yes. sounds a little bit fun to me. Actually. Right, right. A little bit fun. Yeah. A little bit fun. And really, I'm good. I can roll with it. I, I've been in that scene before until I saw like on the agenda for Monday afternoon, 4 p.m., everyone is required to re- report to a specific place in our hotel where we will be picking up our costumes, Leon. Our costumes, because to attend the Oktoberfest events, the men will be required to wear lederhosen. And the the ladies, of whom there are probably like three out of 100 people at this meeting, right? The ladies will be required to wear dirndls. And I'm assuming those like busty, bustier, (laughs) frilly tops. So imagine you're with a bunch of your colleagues from all over the world. And then imagine they all get in rented lederhosen. <laughs> and oh you're. God. I can't even imagine. Uh, uh, well, okay. So this Who is. Who cooked just... up this idea? Like, which, which nationality? I think the Germans think this is really going to be fun for the oh, rest of God. us. Well, I think at, this least, is... at least it won't be offensive to the Germans there. Right. So if they thought it up, at least it's not going to offend half the people at the meeting. No, I think it's one of those package deals where, you know, hotels have, oh, yeah, we'll t- we take you to Oktoberfest, and here's the fun twist for your corporate meeting. Everybody gets dressed up as like a German Oktoberfester. Well, that so- is a flattering look, the Dirndl skirt. <laughs> it hides a lot of flaws. And, you know, you got a good chest, so you're, you're going to work it in that St. Pauli girl outfit, I think. <laughs> Thank goodness that men in lederhosen Look. Is actually much more embarrassing yes. than women in Turndles. Yes, yeah. Right? Yes. I mean, the men are just bound to look much stupider than the women. Yes. So, so that makes me feel a little bit better. The This is the kind of thing, though, that would have been not a concern in the age before social networking. 
right? If you just thought you could go off to this corporate meeting and there would be this thing, (laughs) this mutual embarrassment that took place, but you know, everything that happened in Munich stayed in Munich, you would be totally okay with this. My, My fear is just the explosion of photos all over the internet that is going to be men in lederhosen who have no business in lederhosen and women like me in dirndls and St. Pauli girl tops. And it's going to be out there forever, Leanne, forever. Liz, this is unbelievable. Like, I can't, I, I just, I can't wait to hear about this. I can't, because as you know, just in general. Of Sheila dating younger men, are, are you like 30 years older than a lot of the people that are going to be in? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are sports producers. Yeah, I right. mean, They're you know young. what that's like. You've worked in that business. Yeah. yeah. These are the 20-something, maybe 30-somethings who cut all the promos for, like, next week's game. Blah, blah, blah. It's those people. Yeah. So I, I love those people. I just don't want to see them in shorts. And I don't necessarily want them to see me in my, my St. Pauli girl rig. Plus, uh, it seems like just a poor way to kick off a meeting because – I'm Precisely, a lot of beer is consumed at Precisely. the old Oktoberfest. Yeah. I had the same thought, Leanne. I had the thought that maybe we should have gotten the day's worth of work done before this event, as opposed to people arrive Sunday night, Monday morning, and this is the first thing we do. And the, the day's worth of work is Tuesday, and on Wednesday, people are free to go. That is not the way I would have written the show flow for, for a meeting like this. But... Um, Anyway, I think it's meant to be more of a bonding experience than something that is professionally productive. So, so I'll just... it's slightly better than a trust fall, but uh... <laughs> that's true. Not as so... good as a scavenger hunt is what I would say. Mm-hmm, I think you're mm-hmm. somewhere between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, Liz, maybe you're if you're lucky, the government will shut down tonight, and TSA will prevent you from getting to Munich at all. <laughs> I, w- I actually had that on the top of the, my list of reasons why I would like the government to, to shut down. That's the one thing on that list is like if I somehow could not get out of the country, that would be excellent. Then I, that's like a, it's just such an ironclad excuse for not showing up, even though it's all about the costume. So, uh, yeah, I really have no idea what's going to stay open and what's going to close if the government starts to shut down. I don't even really know. Is the TSA... At those TSA checkpoints, some of them seem like government people, but some of them are airline people. So I guess I have to worry more about getting back into the country than I do about getting out. Um, but, you know, that's a that, – the shutdown situation is a worry. But, but one another thing I would like to shut down this weekend is the internet, Leanne. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> that if the internet – if for two for two reasons uh to shut down on the social network possibility of me in the same poly girl costume that would be great but also sunday night is the debut of the new season of homeland oh. and you're you're all going to ruin it for me right because right. i won't be home for days right. i won't be able to see the episode for days and all of you people with your internet and your tweets and yeah. your Facebook posts. I just don't want to hear about it, okay? I just don't want to – I don't want it to be spoiled for me. So if the if the government is going to shut down, it needs to take the whole internet with it. That's my, <laughs> the, that's my policy, just for a week until I can, like, get in and out of the costume, get in and out of the country, and settle back in at home in front of my TiVo. You know, I had a situation this week where I had to do some emergency viewing. 
because uh, I was worried that I was going to find out who the killer was in the BBC America series Broadchurch, which oh. I'm sorry if you missed it because it's not streaming yet anywhere, but it was like a an eight-part you know, incredibly well done mystery series from England with David Tennant of Doctor Who as this, you know, down and out detective in a small town where a young boy gets killed. And so they set up like six or seven people that could have done it. They did it. It was a great series. So I, I was speaking this week at like, well, I've spoken to every person in Pasadena now. I think it's official. And because I had a terrible head cold, I got them all sick too. So, uh, but, um, I was worried that I was going to find out who had done it, and I hadn't seen the show Wednesday night. So Thursday at like ten o'clock in the morning, I watched the last episode. <laughs> you got to like, do what you got to do. I got it. Yeah. I and my husband was so mad. He's like, I was saving that to wait for you. I was like, I use something called the internet, Barrick. I know you don't use Twitter or Facebook or any of those things. Someone was going to tell me. So. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that's funny because Monica was going to be on the show with us this morning. She's in Bend for the weekend, and she had a, like a delightful weekend of activities planned in Bend, Oregon. Turns out it's a little rainy and a little stormy, so she emailed me this morning to say instead of like participating in the show and then spending the rest of the day outside, she was going to devote herself to the Breaking Bad marathon, oh. so, so that she could be ready for Sunday night, but she had some serious catch up to do. So she's sitting alone in a cabin in central Oregon, watching, watching Breaking Bad right now. Well, say no more. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's a scary image. <laughs> and she's not alone in America. No. I'm sure there are a lot of people feeling a lot of pressure about that uh, Breaking Bad finale Sunday night. I have no idea what anyone's talking about. I know. I don't watch it, so I do feel totally out of it. So that's the good news about Homeland is that I think it's the same night as the finale, finale, finale. So really, people will be talking about Breaking Bad. Okay, good. that's all I've noticed anyone's talking about all week. Uh, but okay, Liz, I got a couple of funny emails today I want to tell you, or this week I want to tell you about. First of all, I've had a series of correspondence about my two novels, Helena Pasadena and Elizabeth, the first wife, with uh. a lovely woman named Lois who lives in Beverly Hills, California. Oh. Uh, but she is, she's actually, uh, she's a dental hygienist. Uh -huh. And uh, she writes a newspaper, a newsletter for dental hygienists. So a national newsletter for dental hygienists. She's the editor. And um, right there on her stationery, it says, if you see someone without a smile, send them to your favorite hygienist. So... <laughs> Oh, nice. So she's, she's very proud of being a dental hygienist and is taking it upon herself to do even a book review column in her newsletter for dental hygienists. So first she read uh, Helena Pasadena, and I had just enough dental references in there to catch Lois's eye. So <laughs> she did a Q&A with me about the dental references. In the You're book. You're kidding. No, I am not kidding, Liz. And then she picked up Elizabeth, the first wife, where, as you remember, during the writing of Elizabeth, the first wife, I had three root canals. I pretty much was either writing a book, taking care of my parents, or going to the dentist. Like, that's what I did over the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. There weren't any other activities in my life. So, no, it was your it was your number one hobby. And. Liz, I think I mentioned to you recently that I believe I've actually suffered, suffered some post-traumatic stress disorder from the root canals because two out of the three of them were terrible, awful, uh -huh. 
long, excruciating dental experiences and uh, really bad. And I was not someone who was afraid of the dentist before, but I noticed even at my last cleaning, I was a freak. Like she came at me with that like uh, cleaner thing and I freaked out. I really, I needed actually like a lot of hand-holding. I was very anxious. I was having a lot of issues and my poor hygienist, hygienist was having to deal with this PTSD from the root canals. But, so I get this letter from Lois. Sounds like your new friend can really help you out here. She, I'm gonna, I think we're going to continue our correspondence, but this is how carefully Lois, these are the kind of questions she's asking me for the, for the book review portion of the Dental Hygienist newsletter. On page 18, you write, I had nothing on my calendar for the summer. Seriously, not even a dentist appointment. Why the dentist appointment is Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Lois is a careful reader. I appreciate that about her. Yes. On page 45, you write what he means. Pretty self-explanatory unless it comes from your oral surgeon during a root canal. Why the oral surgeon during a root canal? Why the dental reference? That's always her question. Why the dental <laughs> reference? And then she goes on, for your own information, she says, the dental tidbits for Elizabeth, the first wife, are, and then she lists four times in the book where I refer to teeth, as in, like, I yelled through gritted teeth. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, wooden teeth. I have a reference to wooden teeth in the book. Uh, perfect teeth and stained teeth in the book. So, Liz, I had no idea that all my dental work was bleeding into my fiction. <laughs> right. I would also like to say that this dental literary criticism is an entirely new field. It is. As far it's as a, I know. It's a subgenre. And I, I mean, just... there are people that do like the Freudian yeah. literary criticism or, you know, political, looking at everything through the political uh, filter. But looking at things through the dental filter is quite unique. And it's it was a revelation to me that all of the dental work I've been through with myself and my kids over the last five years has actually made its way into my fiction. <laughs> Surfaced just in your work. revelation to me, Liz. So, uh -huh. and uh -huh. then just for the record, she asked, by the way, an endodontist does root canals, not an oral surgeon. That's the hygienist in me noticing. And you know what? I thought the two were interchangeable. I didn't, I thought yeah, endodontist yeah. is a funny word and I should have used that uh, um, more than oral surgeon. But well, you know how those. movies and TV shows have technical advisors, yes. like even Breaking Bad, they have a technical advisor to get the chemistry right for all the meth production. Maybe for your next novel, which I know you're already starting to think about, you need a dental technical advisor. Liz, here's what's incredible. And I told, I revealed this to Lois. I usually don't reveal a lot of details, but I was actually already planning I'm having a dental hygienist storyline in my <laughs> No. She flipped no, really? out. She went nuts. Lois went nuts. Lois See, went nuts. Lois knows things about you before I know. you even know them. That's, it's unbelievable. I, mm -hmm. I have, I suspected I had some dental issues, and I do, apparently. So uh, there you go, Lois. Thank you for any, actually, I will take any publicity about the book. So I'm happy if it comes from a dental hygienist newsletter. If there are any other industries where you have a, a newsletter and a specific uh, area of interest, let me know. I'm happy to answer those questions too. All right. And then I, I got this. Okay. I, maybe you don't know, Liz, but I'm part of the Cranberry Club. 
Did, I, did you know? No, didn't know that. What and what is the cranberry club? You know, is it like people that like to hang out in New England bogs? Yeah, we're we're ocean spray enthusiasts. Uh, oh. The cranberry club. <laughs> really? You know, I love the cranberry juice. Uh, and now I've just embraced all forms of ocean spray products from the fruit snacks. I mean, I buy whole berry cranberry juice, uh, cranberry sauce in August here in California. Who does that? But I keep it on hand to put on our turkey sandwiches. I love all the juice blends. I've gotten the attention of ocean spray. Occasionally they send me new products to try, Liz. It's exciting. Wow. It's exciting to be, I feel like a member of the ocean spray family. And uh, to show my solidarity, I joined the Cranberry Club on their website um, because, frankly, they have fantastic recipes on that website. So I, I actually refer to their recipes quite a bit. Um, so anyone can be a member of the Cranberry Club, Liz. And this is what you have in store for you if you are a member of the Cranberry Club. I get asked, you know, I get asked my opinion on things. Uh-huh. And uh, I like that. I like to be, uh, you know, I feel important. It's like it's like Lois coming to me with my dental stuff. I like to return the favor, <laughs> pay it forward to Ocean Spray and tell them how I feel about the new juice blend, blend products. So I was asked to take a 10-minute survey the other day, and I was just standing in the kitchen, as I am 90% of my life, uh, you, know, you know, at the table there, working on my laptop, emptying the dishwasher. So I thought, oh, I had to take 10 minutes for the Cranberry Club, my people. So this was a survey, Liz, about juice. And uh-huh. um, so at a lot of the questions, we were t- recently talking about surveys. You were saying how annoyed you are that, like, every time you click something on the the internet now you're asked to take a survey like immediately give an opinion on well i've just clicked on this website would you like to take a survey oh we'd like your opinion we value your opinion five seconds ago you had an interaction what was that like you know i'm suspicious how much they value my opinion since they just met me five seconds ago (laughs) you know so i think it's just all too much all of this stop asking stop hounding me so but with ocean spray we have a close relationship so i decided i'll take the juice survey and um you know part of it was just how much juice do you buy uh, how often, what kind of juices, refrigerated juices, non-refrigerated, frozen, you know, that sort of thing. And then they got into sort of some deeper emotional areas, Liz, uh, really? where I was asked to rate on a agree somewhat, neutral, disagrees, uh, you know, disagree a lot uh, about statements like, juice makes me feel relaxed. <laughs> or when I drink juice, I feel like a better person. All right. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's yeah. what they're going for? Uh, That's with the with their juice blends? They're trying to find the better person blend? Yes. I, Liz, you're the marketer, so y- uh-huh. you can explain this to me, but you really have to explain the last question to me, Liz, because I get yeah. to the last question, and um, there's a prompt, and then there's a box where I'm clearly supposed to write something. And yeah. the prompt is, is this. Uh, I had it verbatim, but I think it got thrown out by my efficient husband. Uh, the prompt is... Um, Okay, now we're going to ask you to do something a little bit creative. We want you to have fun. This is the prompt. Uh, it says, we want you to write a letter to Juice. <laughs> what do you want Juice to know? What do you want Juice to know about you? <laughs> do, do you miss Juice? Are there reasons you left Juice? And are you coming uh-huh. back to Juice? Uh-huh. You know, wow. please. So, Liz... I mean, this is my chance to this write is. the juice. Wow. Wow, that is such a big idea because, you know, marketing-wise, Leon, we live in the age of personalization. 
customization, okay. right? That's what it's all about now. They're trying to get beyond the like just stacks of things on shelves and have you feel like that is your juice or your Advil or your bagged salad or whatever it is. And that's why you see all of these experimental products out there now. Haven't you noticed that, I mean, what they call brand extensions, that like every core product now has like four or five different versions? Yes. Because they want you to feel more personally connected to whatever your choice is. So if you answer this question correctly, Leanne, if you express to Juice what you want Juice to do for you, it might be a very short time before you see that exact juice that will make you a better person on the shelf. That's, that's where this could lead. Because they said, we're not going to use this in an ad or a Facebook post. Like, it, what they, that, so now I know why. You, I was like, you, why? <laughs> you got nothing to lose. Pour your heart out, Leah. Just, well, I you know. did, Liz. I started the letter, of course, Dear Juice. Uh <laughs> And then first, I, I felt bad because I had to exclude orange juice. Because you know what, Liz? I'm just not really that into orange juice. Yeah. And I had yeah. to tell orange juice that. So yeah. I said this, dear juice, accept you orange juice because <laughs> you're just too sweet for me. Uh-huh. And I had to explain it was really addressing juices in the tart category. Okay. <laughs> That's, you know, ever since I was little. I have enjoyed cranberry juice and grapefruit juice. Now, what six-year-old likes grapefruit juice? Me. I, I, that's, I have such a long history with the, the tart juices, Liz. So I made it uh-huh. clear in my letter to juice that I was really only addressing tart juices. Tart juices. Yes. Okay. Juice is really going to get a lot out of this, Leanne, because that, that's an important confession. Yeah. I'll bet most people just can't bring themselves to actually look juice in the face and say that. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to tell juice, I, I can't drink as much juice as I used to or would like to because it is caloric, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh-huh. when I drink juice, I do feel good about myself. <laughs> uh huh. And I like it at the end of the day, Liz, with a little bit of seltzer and a fresh squeeze of li- squeeze of lime to add extra tartness, Liz. Oh, to my wow. already tart juice. You just can't get enough tart. See, juice yeah. is going to really, they are going to make use of that piece of information, Leanne. You're going to see, I'm telling you, there's a super tart juice that is being cooked up somewhere right now in some bog. I have to say this, though. I'm a little sad that Juice hasn't written me back. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have gotten nothing back from Juice. So should and when Juice... did you did you send this Friday? It was like Wednesday, I was asked. So oh. should Juice be listening? I'd like to hear back from you, Juice. That's all. Right. That doesn't seem very personal. <laughs> well, they just might have gone right to work on formulating the product, Leanne. Perhaps they that's be, it. You might get some surprise. I don't know how they send juice over the internet, but they're probably working on that. And you might get like the juice for you, Leanne Dolan's super tart juice extraordinaire, either arriving at your doorstep or better yet. I think they're all, I think all these beverage companies are working on like the super duper juice dispensers now so that when you're in the store, you can, you can make your own custom blend. I think that's, I think that's where this is going to end up. I mean, okay. you're, you're the grocery store person, not me. But haven't that's you noticed? That's, I mean, there are a million blends now. Like just last week, Ocean Spray sent me two of their new citrus blends, which are fantastic. Again, because it's citrus and grapefruit based. It's tart, Liz. I, yeah. 
I like yeah. the tart. So, but, but why should they be blending them for you and like guessing who's going to like what blend? When if they had the right kind of machine in the store, Leah and Dolan could get the exact juice that she craves. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's, I had a friend like 15 years ago, swore he had a breakthrough, you know, idea. He didn't understand why cereal companies didn't do cereal blends. Like mm-hmm. when you like to have your multigrain Cheerios combined with your Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, first of all, who does that? Like, I just like, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, it's brilliant. Everyone does it. You should be able to order your own custom blend and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, like a year ago in, a, in the town next to us, a cereal blending store opened up. Really? And yeah. how, how, how's That's that going for That's what they do. They blend... They blend like granola and, you know, special K. If that's what you want, you can get that in a, in a blend in a single box. Uh-huh. So, Liz, that, who knows? Yeah. That, well, as I say, Leanne, it's all about the personalization, customization. That's what the, that's what the 21st century is supposed to deliver. Okay. So <laughs> I think by being as honest and direct with juice as you were, yes. you might get a personal juice breakthrough. You know, which wouldn't apply to the rest of us. No. Because it needs to be juice for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That that will really be interesting. Well, as long as we're talking about flavors, yeah. can I ask you a, a question I noticed on the show? By the way, congrats. You and Julie did another excellent midweek show. Tuesday show with, with Julie and Leanne was very entertaining. We're having fun. We're having yeah. some fun. I mean, we're working hard, and uh, Julie and I like hooking up, and uh, so we we are going to work some interviews in. It's just uh, it's just a matter of time. We're just trying to get all the the technical pieces in before that. We may talk to some other people, but on the other hand, we're enjoying talking to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I noticed that you uh, you were talking a little bit about the uh, seasonal pumpkin lattes yes. that's back. And I was in and out of a Starbucks early this morning, and I noticed that they had, you know, their seasonal decoration. They just go full-on pumpkin this time of year. Right, yes. Just, they don't hold back at all. But the banner on the door said this. The banner said, 10 years of pumpkin devotion. <laughs> and I just thought, like, oh, okay, I know people like pumpkin lattes i get it a little seasonal a little spice a little custom flavor um okay now both of my phones here are ringing we're just gonna have to ignore that so um but devotion seemed like a strong word to me that is a big word yeah it seemed like it might be taking it even even listening to how you opened yourself up to juice yeah and uh <laughs> you know do do you have that same kind of devotion to pumpkin no i i like the i have always liked the pumpkin flavor uh but i get one pumpkin spice latte a year who who can stand the calories every day right <laughs> I, I mean really it's talk i mean if you think with dear juice if you think juice is bad Dear pumpkin spice latte, that's a lot of calories for coffee. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and, but I enjoy all things pumpkin. I have enjoyed opening myself up to pumpkin candles. Pump, I made pumpkin bread. I made uh-huh. pumpkin uh, pancakes for the kids. Okay. Well, like we that. don't have time for dear pumpkin today. Yeah. We already, <laughs> maybe, pumpkin. maybe oh, yeah, on Tuesday, right. you and Julie time. could do a dear pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I had one follow-up note on last weekend's show. Yeah. Um, I mentioned at the end of the show that I was going off to the Emmy Awards. Part oh, yeah, of my, yeah. 
yeah, part of my job yeah. is that going to stuff like that, and uh, which is fine. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, the there were some elements of the show that I thought I thought were very fun, but then I also because I work with different television studios got invited to a couple of different after parties. So the one you would appreciate, Leon. So AMC, which is of course the network of Breaking Bad, uh, but is also the network of The Walking Dead which is a show that I work on in the rest of the world. They, um, they had a party and they were kind of the big winners because of course, Breaking Bad won best drama. And uh, so I went to that party, which was kind of fun, but my feet were totally killing me at a certain point. I got to be like midnight and I just needed to sit down and take a load off and have something to eat. So I went through the buffet, got some tasty food on my plate. I'm looking around for a place that I can sit down. There's one booth available where two people are in it, but there's clearly room for a third person. So I just sit myself down in that booth. And who am I with? But Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin. All right. (laughs) Yeah. And I know what a Dancing with the Stars fan you are. She was good on that show. Yeah, and he was not, right? No, he was not. But yeah. I do like him. He was nominated for an Emmy. He was a nominee for which, Mad Men. Which is what I did not. So that's why he was at the AS Yes, were you wondering, like, what are you yes. doing here? Yes. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, that like, would have been bad how, television executive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did you guys get invited to, like, the super cool party? <laughs> um, and, uh, but he, it sort of came out in context because he said, well, after this, I'm going to the loser's lounge. And oh. I, I said, I said, what is that? He said, well, John Hamm. And I think it was, who is it from Parks and Rec? Um, they do a party. They've started doing a party the last couple of years is what they call the loser's lounge. So that the, the losers get in for free, but the winners say you do win your Emmy for, you know, best actor in a drama. You have to pay a thousand dollars to get in. Oh, that's funny. But everybody, everybody who lost gets in for free. Oh, that's so they, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So he was very excited to be going off to the, uh, Losers Lounge. So that was my hint that he had been nominated for something and that he was actually a loser. And, uh, you know, okay, this, I mean, this is going to sound very Hollywoody. And we're not that Hollywoody, but uh, I was on Mary Lou Henner's show this week. Her radio I noticed show. that on the Facebook page. I didn't even know she had a radio show. It's relatively new, Liz. And can I just say, she's delightful. You know, she's one of those people that remembers every single day of their life. She has that weird memory. That's thing. right. She's, That's she's right. only like one of 12 living people. I mean, so she to say that she has a broad range of interests is like that just doesn't do her justice. So she does a really fun three hour daily show. I think it's relatively new uh, called the Mary Lou Henner show. She's got some people there, but I was happy to be a guest. And I was talking a little bit about my book, but more about like being a busy mother and fitting creativity. in. we were talking about that. And she mentioned Lisa Rinna during the course of the 10 minute interview. And I, I just felt like saying, wow, that's like twice this week. I've heard about Lisa Rinna, but I did not say that on the air. Cause that would have been too long an explanation, but yeah. um, it was really fun. If you're looking for a show to listen to and I just, again, reminds me of satellite sisters. She's a lot of fun. So you can listen. It's live from like 9 to 12 a.m. Pacific, but then they just rebroadcast it all day long on her website, MaryLouShow.com. And I think you can find a copy of the interview with me there. Um, but it was delightful to talk to her. She's a really, really nice person. So oh, Good for her. Okay, well. There you go. Lisa Rinna, shout out. Twice this week on the air. <laughs> all right. Um, 
I know you have to go to Germany. and uh, Right, and you're off on a southern swing yourself, are you not? I am. I'm very excited, other than the fact that after my wicked head cold, I do have a cold sore. So I am testing out what is supposed to be a one-day cold sore cure by Origel. Uh-huh. So I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, or maybe Julie should let you know how that goes. Because when I arrive tomorrow, she'll either know I have one or not. So, um, But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to Dallas tomorrow. Uh, Julie's hosting a book party for me. That's a fundraiser for a really good organization she works for. So it will be nice to see Julie's friends, a couple of my friends that live in Dallas doing some fundraising there. But then Monday night, we're having a Satellite Sisters meetup. Okay. The information is at SatelliteSisters.com. I'll put it on this show notes, but it's, if you're in Texas, if you're in the Dallas area or swinging through DFW, I'd have time. We're going to be at the library bar at the Warwick Hotel. And the directions will be at SatelliteSisters.com. From 6 to 8, Julie and I will be sitting there. I know it's Monday Night Football, and I know it's the Saints, uh, but um, <laughs> Saints Miami. But uh, we will be sitting in the bar. Please come join us. No host situation. <laughs> you don't have to buy anything. We're not going to buy you anything. Uh, but uh, we would love to see you if you're going to be in the Dallas area. So that well, is what's happening. And then I go on the next day to New Orleans and to Baton Rouge where I'm speaking to two junior league organizations and then I head home and, uh, and then the next day, Liz, I'm, I'm catching up with you on the panels and the summits. I was asked to speak on a panel discussion, a whole, uh, conference here for moms who are opting back in women going back to work after taking time off with their kids, a one day conference called mom fair. So I'm doing that. And then I'm speaking to my third junior league organization of the week next Thursday night, and then I'm going to collapse uh, on Friday. <laughs> and then, Well, yeah, it's just the, I mean, that's a lot of work. And the fact that it's very junior league focused makes the cold sore even awesome. more yeah, so urgent. I'm right. I'm Some psyched. groups wouldn't care about your cold sore. Yeah, no, but, you know, I know. Mm-hmm. I, know. I, like to put, uh, I like to put a good face forward when I leave the house, you know, <laughs> for an official event. But this, this week I did one. I have, again, this wicked head cold. So Tuesday night I had to do one for the National Charity League. And it was a really great group of women, 30 women. Uh, It was an auction item, so it raised money for their... I donated myself, basically, as an auction item. And they sold off tickets to it for like $25 a head. So all of a sudden, you've raised like $1,000 for uh, the neonatal intensive care unit at the hospital, which is... That's great. That's how I I justify not doing any volunteer work. (laughs) (laughs) I just show up at things, other people pay, then the money gets donated. It's really a win-win. So, um, so, uh, but I was, I was so sick and I had had like a nice outfit picked out and really all I wanted to do was wear like sweatpants and a baseball cap, but I had to hold it together, Liz. Oh God. And I, I did it. I made it two hours and then I got home and I just went right to bed. But you know what would be comfy in that situation, Leanne? What? A dirndl. Yeah, that. <laughs> you're right. Always flattering, Liz. Always fits. Looks bad on all body types. Yes, Let's say one that. One size fits all. Fla- flatters none. <laughs> he, equally unflattering on all body types. Yes, <laughs> except maybe Lisa Rinna. Yeah, somehow I, know. I feel like she could pull that off. I in know. Some I kind know. of dance number. I know. 
Uh, okay. Right. Well, Julie went to her high school reunion. We're going to do a show Tuesday from Dallas together. Or actually, I think right. we're going to do it Monday afternoon. We'll record it and post it there. Um, so okay. The Sheila just texted me and said, she's sorry the mobile unit wasn't working, but maybe she can join you for your midweek show. So you can work that out with her. Okay. That's, she's going to have to contact me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm out of it. I won't even be in the country. (laughs) All right, everybody. Um, Liz, have a safe trip. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just laughing. You know what I'm up against. You know, I do want to see one picture of you in the same poly girl outfit. Okay, please. (laughs) I don't know. You posted that baby witch photo of me last week. That's out on the internet again now, too. (laughs) But that was voluntary. Happy birthday to our sister, Sheila. Uh, she doesn't have a Facebook page. So there's really no way you could actually wish her good wishes. So, uh, But I guess you could post at the blog. And maybe if she she wants to check in, she can check in there. She should do that. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. Okay.